And this right here could be the biggest moment of his career. Is it his time? Yes. Watson is wearing a green jacket at Augusta. There's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. All right, ready to roll here for the first PGA Tour preview of the year. Happy New Year's, everybody. I'm your host, Will Doctor, and today we are discussing the first of 36 tournaments of the 2024 PGA Tour season. I'm going to give you all the picks that you need today, uh, and if you are just joining me, if this is your first episode joining me, I'm coming off a plus 107 unit 2023 PGA Tour season. Let's get to a couple headlines before we get into favorites and the picks for the century. I want to get to a couple of these storylines that you're going to be hearing all year uh, in anticipation for the new season. Number one, what is world number one Scotty Scheffler going to do this year? Any player in the world would have taken Scotty's resume last year. If you win the players and you win the Phoenix Open in one single season, uh, that's going to be a win for 99% of the of professional golfers. That's not really the case for Scotty Scheffler last year. Uh, you know, he put on a Tiger Woods-esque ball striking performance, um, which led him to winning the players and led him to winning the Phoenix Open. Uh, but because he putted terribly, he failed to win a major last season. Uh, what are the changes Scotty has made going into this season that's going to get him back in the winner's circle as far as majors are concerned? Well, he hired Phil Kenyon. He hired Phil Kenyon to be his putting coach. Phil Kenyon has worked with a lot of the best players on tour. And as far as we can see, he's already getting Scotty in the right direction. Uh, when Scotty hired him a couple weeks I believe he hired him in mid-November. Just a few weeks after that, Scotty won the Hero World Challenge, which is Tiger Woods tournament down in Albany, Bahamas. It's not a regular season tournament. It is just a 25-man tune-up event, but Scotty did win there at the beginning of December. Uh, so we'll see how he uh, begins 2024. We'll talk about it today. So Scheffler's storyline number one, Number two is, can Victor Hovland make the leap to becoming a major championship winner? Uh, he made huge strides last year. Uh, this time last year, Victor Hovland, he had only won a couple small PGA Tour events, the Puerto Rico Open, Mayakoba. He just wasn't a big tournament player yet, and that all changed last year after he won um, Jack's tournament at the Memorial and then, you know, entering the playoffs, he just went on an absolute tear. You know, he won the BMW championship. He closed the season winning the tour championship and ultimately won the uh, end of season money list. A huge payday for Hovland at the end of last season. And as we talked about, a lot of that came uh, because he really improved his chipping motion and he really improved uh, his statistics around the green, thanks to short game guru Joseph Mayo. Um, you know, Hovland, what a 2023 he had. I think we're all looking forward to see, um, you know, if, if he can uh, compete more in major championships. Obviously, I think he, we're going to talk about a little bit more later on today, but Hovland finished top 20 in three of four majors last season. So, you know, for a guy who is still in his mid-20s, uh, you know, there is a lot to look forward to. So we'll discuss Hovland today and his his chances to win in Kapalua. 
For headline number three going into this season, I think there's a couple golfers that you need to watch who um, are kind of in that elite category but don't have major championships. Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, uh, Max Homa, Tommy Fleetwood, Ricky Fowler are all names that come to mind when you talk about players who are kind of getting up there in age and still don't have a major. Homa, Fowler, Cantlay, Fleetwood – all guys in their 30s who uh, don't have a major yet and the time is ticking on them. I, I would say, um, you know, especially for Ricky Fowler and Patrick Cantlay, those are uh, two players who, you know, have pretty much done everything in the game besides winning majors. Uh, Cantlay is going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on this year. We heard him over the offseason talk about how he turned down multiple live golf uh, offers. Um, I believe that his answer would be a whole lot different if he was a major champion, because here's the thing with the, with these golfers who basically say that they're aligned with the PGA tour um, and aren't going to live. The only golfer who is elite and hasn't won a major who I believe is actually would stay on the PGA tour regardless is Max Homa. Um, I think, you know, whether he was a ma if he's a major champion or not, he's going to stay on the PGA Tour and play on the PGA Tour. I don't think that's the case for Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, and Ricky Fowler. I think if they had major championships to their name and they didn't have to worry about uh, qualifying for major championships, they didn't have to worry about holding their place on the official world golf rankings, I think Cantlay, Schauffele, and, and Fowler would already be gone on live. Um, Tommy Fleetwood, I'm not sure about his status as far as going to live or not, but he's another phenomenal golfer who has still not struck gold in a major championship. So Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, Tommy Fleetwood, Max Homa, Ricky Fowler, all names to watch in majors this year. If any of them happen to win a major this year, um, you want to talk about an emotional victory. That is something to watch. So Headline number three, best active golfers without a major. Headline number four is the fact that Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas need to get back to business. Both were winless in 2023. Both put on a horrible performance at the Ryder Cup in Rome. You know, I give Spieth – actually, I give both of them a break. Let's talk about this. I mean, last year, as far as Jordan Spieth is concerned, you know, he had two newborn babies with him. Um, pretty much the entire year. So Spieth going winless in 2023, not a huge surprise. And as for Justin Thomas, 2023 was the first year in his nine-year PGA Tour career where he finished worse than 12th on the FedEx Cup money list. So it was just a little bit of a slump year for JT and Jordan for that matter. But for the health of the game, for how exciting they are when they're playing well, I think it'd be very good um, just for golf, if Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas could get back to playing well again. And the final headline for kind of these preseason storylines, um, and really just an update, the PGA Tour and Saudi PIF agreement deadline was pushed back to March. Uh, Jay Monahan said that they would like to get to a, a deal uh, by the time the Masters comes around. So, uh, will we see a merger? Will we see Live Golf continue past 2024? These are all questions that will be answered as soon as PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan 
and the Saudi PIF financial commissioner, Yasser Al-Ramayan. As soon as those two, as soon as Monaghan and Al-Ramayan can come to a deal, we will have our answers as far as what the future of golf will look like. All right, let's get to the favorites and the picks for the Century Tournament. The order of play for Kapalua will be discussing the top five odds favorites. I'll give you two matchups and one top 10. Then we will move on to our one outright pick for the, our one outright winner for the week. I'll give you a sleeper. Uh, I'll give you a Yahoo fantasy lineup. I'll give you a PGA Tour fantasy lineup. And then we will wrap things up with our first round leader, a scoring prediction, and a best bet. So let's get it started with Scotty Scheffler at plus 550 on Bovada, FanDuel, DraftKings, or Bet Online. It was great to see Chef back in the winner's circle at Tigers event after he concluded uh, the 2023 season with some really subpar putting. He finished 2023 with five consecutive events where he lost uh, strokes on the greens. Um, and then Scheffler uh, hired putting guru Phil Kenyon to his team, and things started to go in the right direction there at Tigers tournament where he just rolled a beautifully en route to a three-stroke victory there at Albany Golf Club. I think as the 2023 season winded down last year, everyone was waiting for Scheffler to fix the putting because we wanted to see what his max capabilities are when his ball striking is as flush as it was last year. He was number one in strokes gained total. He was first in strokes gained off the tee and he led the tour in strokes gained approach. And if you want to even take it a step further, uh, Scheffler, you know, even ended the season top five in strokes gained chipping. Um, so, um, you know, that caliber of ball striking is not easy to keep up. Uh, but with Scheffler's work ethic and his focus and his drive to continue to win, I have no reason to believe that he can't keep up the ball striking. The big question for him this year is how good can his bad putting days be? Um, now, I'm out on Scheffler this week at Kapalua because he hasn't had impressive results here in two visits. 13th and 7th are his two results. And remember, prior to this year, this was a small 36 to 40-man field. Before this year, um, you know the, the century was a, a field only comprised of winners from the previous PGA Tour season. Now... Uh, they've expanded the field and allowed um, anyone who finished last year in the top 50 on the FedEx Cup standings, they've allowed those 50 players to compete in this tournament as well. So it's a much bigger field, but my point is, um, you know, 13th and 7th, uh, pretty good for most weeks, but not that great when you see how small the field was in the Century Tournament of Champions in previous years before this year. So, um, you know, I'd say the reason Scheffler hasn't ever really contended here is because typically Kapalua is a putting contest. When you look at the last two years at Kapalua, 27 under and 34 under have been the winning numbers. Um, you know, I understand we've seen improvements for from Scheffler on the greens, but that 27 to 35 under range requires very special putting. And I don't think plus 550 is the correct number for Scheffler on this golf course. So I'm out on Scheffler to win at plus 550, and I'm also out on his matchups against Victor Hovland and Colin Morikawa. Chef is minus 143 favorite over Hovland, and Scheffler is a minus 225 favorite over Morikawa. 
I am out on both of those as, you know, Hovland is hot at the moment and Morikawa plays this course incredibly well. So we are all around out on world number one, Scotty Scheffler this week. All right, moving on to favorite number two, which is going to be Victor Hovland at 10 to one on bet online. And Hovland teased it up this week, looking to become the fourth player in the last 15 years to win three consecutive PGA tour starts. And the jingle going into this year is that Hovland is due for his first major win. And, you know, that's a fitting storyline being that he closed out last season winning the final two playoff events. Obviously he's playing extremely well at the moment, but he is still only 26. And it's important to understand that, Many of the greatest golfers of all time didn't start playing their best golf uh, until they reached their 30s. Phil Mickelson did not win a major until he was in his 30s. Arnold Palmer won six majors in his 30s. The King you know, only won a single major in his 20s, which is at the 58 Masters. Ben Hogan won all nine majors in his 30s. So, you know, while Victor Hovland might be playing the best golf of his life at the moment, it's not the end of the world for him if he doesn't win his first major this year. Now, do I think he will have a phenomenal chance at Augusta after finishing seventh there last year? Absolutely. You know, Hovland gave himself a chance in every major last year and that experience, plus the fact that he closed 2023 with two wins. I think world number three, is you know giving us all the right signs as far as progression and majors is concerned now on the subject of this week at Kapalua for Hoblin you know his results historically have been similar to a little worse than Scheffler for really the exact same reason getting to 28 to 34 under is not an easy thing for Hoblin to do these elite top ranked players prefer the tougher golf courses where birdies are harder to come by where 12 to 15 under is the winning score. It's a lot tougher for the Victor Hovlands and Scotty Shufflers of the world to get to that 30 under par number after four rounds. And Hovland has never been anywhere near successful at doing so over the last four years at Kapalua. His last three results here, at the century are 31st, 30th, and 18th. Uh, so I'm out on Victor Hovland this week. All right, moving on to favorite number three, which is Colin Morikawa at 12 to 1 on William Hill, FanDuel, DraftKings, and Caesars. You can also find that at Bovada. Uh, and, you know, what a heartbreaker Kapalua was for Morikawa last year. And, you know, he squandered that six-shot lead in the final round to... Uh, now live golfer John Rahm. Uh, but that finish at the Century last year, you know, for Morikawa, that made just about every viewer throw up all over themselves. You never, ever want to see a guy uh, like Morikawa just totally collapse on Sunday. And you look at the season Morikawa went on to have last year, and clearly it was, you know, nothing to ride home about as he only recorded six top tens on the season. You know that the 26-year-old two-time major champion expects more than that. But he finally got his game together um, at the back end of the spring as he finished sixth at the Tour Championship and then won shortly after at the Zozo Championship 
uh, in October. And uh, the Zozo was part of the fall series and was really a fitting re-entry to the winner's circle for Morikawa. You know, he talked about how his control with the ball striking his back and, you know, he, he feels good about the ball, you know, the, about his about his shot, shot shape consistently working from left to right, which is something that he wasn't really trusting last season. But I think this will be a year where Morikawa wins once or twice, but I would still like to see him clean up the final round scoring average. Morikawa was 25th in that category last year, and if you want to be elite, if you want to be contending in signature tournaments and major championships – the final round scoring average for Morikawa has to come down. Um, it, he's got to be in the top 10 there by the end of the season. Uh, Mori has been, you know, solid around Kapaloo in the past. Three top 10s in his last three starts here. And he's coming off a seventh place finish at Tigers tournament about a month ago. I think this is a great place to start as far as our picks to place is concerned. I will have Colin Morikawa. Top 10 at plus 125 on William Hill this week for our first pick to place. You look at the combination of phenomenal recent play and good pass results at Kapalua, and Morikawa is a clear match in both of those regards. He's won in his last two starts, and you know he told Golf Monthly a few weeks ago that if he could only play one course for the rest of his life, that it would be Kapalua. In that case, we will have Morikawa on the card, and that ticket, once again, is Colin Morikawa to top 10 at plus 125 on William Hill. And next up will be Patrick Cantlay at 14-1 to 1 on Bet365, William Hill, Bovada, MGM, and Bet Online. And I'd say no one has made more headlines over the offseason than Patrick Cantlay, whether it was his hat protest at the Ryder Cup, whether it was his decision to not take a live contract, his position on the PGA Tour advisory board. You know, there was a ton of chatter into why his endorsement deal with Goldman Sachs came to an end. His, you know, he got a ton of smoke for his slow play uh, throughout last season. And then there's been a ton of chatter about how he's 31 years old and still without a major championship. So the bottom line is I'm I'm over the drama surrounding Canley. I'm ready to see how this season plays out for him. We knew the only reason he hasn't taken the live deal is because he isn't exempt into major championships because he's never won one. Um, Canley wants to be, um, you know, I think he wants to be a decision maker for the PGA Tour. He wants to have a say wherever he goes. And that's tough to do when you don't have a major championship on your resume. Now, before we dive into his game, I just got the wire from NBC that Patrick Canley would be wearing a cap this week featuring the First Responders Children's Foundation logo this week. He's doing a ton of good in the Hawaiian community this week. Um, you know, if you don't know what the First Responders Children's Foundation is, that was something that was started 22 years ago uh, after 9-11 in response to over 800 children losing a parent uh, that was a first responder. And this week, Cantlay and the FRCF are launching a fundraising campaign to aid first responder families impacted by the deadly wildfires across Hawaii. So 
you know, those fires there in Hawaii about a month or two ago, th those were just 12 miles from Kapalua where the action is going down this week. So you have to tip your cap to Kapalua and the people of Hawaii for making sure this golf tournament still happened despite the devastating a uh, few months they've faced here this year. So uh, it's great to see Canlay not only with the hat on, but also repping a hat that is going to make a difference for the Hawaiian community this week. Now, back to his game and and what Canlay is going to do this week. He's played okay. Uh, you know, he's played okay here at Kapalua over the years. He did finish fourth here back in 2022. But other than that, he's, you know, he hasn't had a ton of success around Kapalua. So, I'm out on Cantlay this week. Vegas likes him over Spieth. I don't. Vegas likes Cantlay over Ludwig Oberg. I don't. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in the matchups. Um, you know, Vegas favors Cantlay over his Ryder Cup compadre, Xander Schauffele. And I don't like that either, being that Xander Schauffele won at Kapaloo in 2019. So I'm 100% out on world number five, Patrick Cantlay, this week. And it looks like we'll fade him in the matchups a little bit later on. We're on to Max Home at 14 to one um, on bet 365, Bavada and bet online and uh homa has improved at capital each time he's played the century 25th in 2020 15th and 22 and then he finished third here last year world number seven homa has had one of the more productive off seasons as he won the ned bank challenge in south africa and competed in the inaugural netflix cup which was just a total production disa disaster i thought netflix just did a horrible job with that offseason event it was a little PGA Tour F1 competition. They tried to kind of combine the two sports, and that just didn't work. Uh, so Netflix is on to their next live production, whatever that may be. And back to why even brought up that he's had a productive offseason. Number one is, that, is the fact that he won. And number two, you know, if you're ranked inside the top 50 in the world, there isn't much of a reason to ever play in the offseason or in the fall but the fact that Homa did goes to show you how much he enjoys competing, how much he enjoys, um, you know, chasing after the PGA Tour dream. He wants to be, he wants to be playing golf. And at 33 years old and six PGA Tour wins under his belt, Homa is another guy on that list of great players who is just is yet to win a major, and it's been a process for him. Uh, you know, before the Open Championship at Liverpool, where he finished 10th, he had never finished better than 13th in a major. Um, you know, his best result at Augusta is 43rd. So while he's won almost, you know, he's almost, he's won a tournament in almost every season since 2019, he's still searching for that major championship formula. Um, and you know, it's absolutely no particular knock on his game. It's not like Hovland where we're going, well, his chipping sucks. Um, and that's why he hasn't won a major. That's really not the case for Homa. No, no, no. This, in Homa's case, it has nothing to do with his physical game. It's about getting the mind mentally prepared to go win a major. And for, uh, this week, when it comes to Mad Max, it's tough to argue that, He's playing well based off the fact that, um, you know, he's produced six straight top 10 finishes. I think Max has the putting ability to keep up with the leaders around this golf course. 
Um, he showed that last year as he finished third right behind Rahm and Morikawa. So I'll start off with Homa in the matchups. I'll start off with, uh, since we're going to move on to the matchups here, I'll start it off with Max Homa over Patrick Cantlay at plus 100 on Bet Online. And Cantlay has just never seemed to create any mojo around Kapalua. He hasn't played any competitive golf this offseason, and it seems like he's in the headlines more about his visions for the PGA Tour and his visions for professional golf rather than his than than you know stress about his actual golf game. And with Homa, it's the total opposite. You know, he stays chill with the media. He keeps his game sharp over the offseason. He's recorded six top tens in a row, and he's the type of putter who can contend on this golf course. So for matchup number one, it's going to be Max Homa over Patrick Cantlay at even money on bet online for, for matchup number two, we're going to stay fading Cantlay. It'll be Ludwig Oberg over Patrick Cantlay at plus 125 on bet online. And man, I am fired up for what 2024 has in store for Ludwig Oberg. You've heard me talk a ton about the 24-year-old Swede out of Texas Tech. He turned pro last year, and in a matter of six months, he had won in Europe. He had won in the PGA Tour in the fall at the RSM, and he qualified for the European Ryder Cup team, which put on an absolute ass-kicking against the Americans in Rome, and Ludwig Oberg was a huge part of that team. And with the exception of Tom Kim, we haven't seen someone as young as Oberg come on the scene and dominate since Jordan Spieth in 2013. Oberg is a sensational talent with no weaknesses. He's got the silky smooth demeanor that you know most of the continental Europeans have, and he's just obsessed with competing at the highest level. We found out over the offseason that Oberg, you know, turned down multiple live offers you know, over the past six months, he says that the PGA tour is the only place he wants to compete. Um, and that should give you a feel that Oberg is competing for much more than just the dollar sign. You just know, um, like Victor Hovland, Oberg is one of these players who grew up watching Tiger Woods chase 82 PGA tour wins. And that is what a lot of these young guys are eyeing. Um, you know, they want to come out on the PGA tour, make a quick, you know, 10, 12 mil on endorsements and then get to work on chasing PGA tour records. And I think Oberg is one of the, you know, few guys that actually has the ability to go win 40 to 50 PGA tour events over his career. And I have no issue saying that right now because of what he's done in his first six months as a professional golfer over it. Over Oberg's last eight starts, he's won twice, and he hasn't finished worse than 14th. That is insane for year one on the PGA Tour. Typically, I wouldn't put a rookie over a top 10 player in the world. Uh, well, Oberg, not a rookie anymore, second-year player. But this is another perfect spot to fade Cantlay on a course that he just can't get it together on. So for matchup number two... It'll be Ludwig Oberg over Patrick Cantlay at plus 125 on Bet Online. Moving on to the picks to place. Uh, pick to place number one is going to be Colin Morikawa with a top 10 at plus 125 on William Hill. Um, 
you know, do I think he totally gets his revenge on the choke show disaster that came Morikawa's way in the final round of last year? Possibly. What I do know is that Morikawa hasn't finished worse than seventh year over the last two years, and his game coming into this week is probably the best it's been in two and a half years. He enters this week um, off these three results, sixth place, win at the Zozo, and then seventh at the Hero World Challenge. So this is the safest pick of the week. He's hitting on all cylinders. It's Colin Morikawa to top 10 at plus 125 on William Hill. Okay, on to the winner for the century. I have one out right for this week. It's going to be Tom Kim at 30 to 1 on Bet Online. And in case you missed the 2024 Major Championship Futures pod last week, that is live on the straight out of Vegas feed. And the reason I mentioned that is because I told everyone last week that. If you had to bet a player to win a major this season, not a particular major, just a major, one of the four, it would be Tom Kim. Now, I don't know which major it's going to be, but at 21 years old, Kim has shown he has no problem winning anywhere at any time in front of any crowd. Last year, we learned that Tom Kim can show up at a venue he's never seen before, learn the golf course in a day and learn it well enough to contend on a week-to-week basis. And the proof is in the pudding, Uh, being that he's already won three times on the PGA Tour. And after he defended his titles at the Shriners in October, Tom Kim became the quickest player to three wins since Tiger Woods. So that is a clear sign that Tom the Tank Engine carries a game that is well beyond his years. And This time last year, we learned that Tom Kim really likes Kapalua. He finished fifth year last year, and and that week, he led the field in strokes gained tee to green, and he led the way as far as par five scoring is concerned. I don't believe there is anyone coming into this week firing on all cylinders like Kim, um, you know, because he hasn't finished worse than 24th in his last nine starts. That's a... Very good run. And within those nine starts, Kim has recorded four top tens and a win. This is the best outright option for Kapalua. It's Tom Kim to win the century at 30 to 1 on Bet Online. All right, let's move into the sleeper for the century. I'm going to have Tony Fien out of top five at plus 550 on Bet Online, William Hill, DraftKings, FanDuel, or Caesars. And I am absolutely shocked that we are still getting this big of odds for Fina out of top five. And I was shocked to see his ridiculous top five number going into the Hero World Challenge. And we took that ticket. We bet Fina out to top five there in the Bahamas. And that cashed after Fina put up rounds of 67, 71, 68, 67 en route to a fourth place finish. And, you know, everyone has fallen asleep on Finau due to the fact that he ended the spring season terribly and missed out on the Ryder Cup after a couple early wins last season in Houston and in Mexico. And I noted before the hero that I actually like Finau coming off some rest. And 
I was I was spot on with that take. Uh, Finau at times gets going south with the putting for a string of you know five six five six events here or there, and then he always takes some time off, kind of regroups, readjusts, uh, gets with his coach Boyd Summerhays, gets the putting dialed in, and then he comes back ready to contend in golf tournaments and that's exactly what he's doing he did just that at the hero and now he returns to kapalua a place where his polynesian heritage runs uh incredibly deep and this is a place where he's finished top 10 in two of his uh last four starts at kapalua so uh color me obsessed with finau as the sleeper this week it's going to be tony finau to top five at plus 550 on bet online now i'm rj bell and i'm going to give you some straight talk now there's two types of people that try to be healthy one is the fanatics they're the types that show up in vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a uh, celery chopped up and let's forget about them because i'm nothing like them and you know what i know a lot of them love ag1 but i'm not speaking to them you guys got it covered you know ag1's good i'm talking about the people who try but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink, and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between 2 and 6 NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. I'm going to ride the hot hand as far as the first round leader is concerned. I'm going with Ludwig Oberg to lead the first round at 20 to one odds over on DraftKings. But for me, it came down between Oberg and Tom Kim. Obviously I think Tom Kim uh, leads the way after four rounds and wins this golf tournament. But Oberg has shown that he is a round one aficionado through six months of his professional career. He wastes no time 
climbing that leaderboard right off the jump. And that's why he's ranked third on the PGA Tour in first-round scoring average at 68.5. Um, this is a no-doubter. My first-round leader at Kapalua, it's going to be Ludwig Oberg uh, to lead the way after round one at 20-1 to on DraftKings. Let's now move into my two lineups for this week. I'll give you a... Um, a six-man Yahoo lineup with a budget, and then I'll give you a PGA Tour fantasy lineup, which you can find on PGATour.com. I've done this before, but I'm going to be a little bit more routine with it this year. Um, it's four star for P for the PGATour.com lineup. It's four starters, two bench players with no budget. Let's start with the Yahoo one where there is a budget. Number one is going to be Max Homa, who finished third at Kapalua last year. Number two is Tom Kim, who is our winner for the week. Number three is six-time PGA Tour winner Tony Finau. Number four is Sung J.M., who is just an absolute weapon around Kapalua with three consecutive top 15 finishes around this golf course. We'll talk more about Sung Jae in the best bet, but for now, he's number four in our lineup. Number five is the sweet swing Swede and Ludvig Oberg. And number six will be Eric Cole, who finished second in the rookie of the year race last year. This guy, you know, he's not going to blow anyone away with his distance, but I like Cole's putting on a course where players will not have to score or players will have to score super low. So I believe he is a very fitting caboose. This is someone who can make enough putts to potentially get to that 35 under number. So I like Eric Cole in the caboose option this week. Now, on to our five-person PGATour.com fantasy lineup. Once again, four starters and two bench players for the PGA Tour lineup with no budget. My lineup will be number one, Tom Kim, number two, Tony Finau, number three, Max Homa, Number four, Colin Morikawa, and my two bench players will be Ludwig Oberg and Sung J.M. My scoring prediction for this week, you know, the, the weather, it'll be nothing but perfect weather and temperatures in Kapalua all week. The scores over the last five years have ranged between 24 and 34 under par. And based off uh, course conditions and weather, my prediction is that 29 under par is the winning score for Tom Kim uh, for this week's century. Um, I, I think I think it's still going to be incredibly low. Do they get to the 30 under range? It wouldn't surprise me, but based off what I've read, what I've heard from some of my insiders about the way the course is playing, very firm, very fast, my prediction is going to be that 29 under par number. All right, guys, a break from the golf to tell you about some discount we have going on over at pregame.com. Use my coupon code DRIVE20 for 20% off all purchases on pregame.com. Once again, that is DRIVE20 for 20% off all purchases on pregame.com. My best bet for this week is going to be Sung JM to top 10 at plus 260 on William Hill. And as I was alluding to earlier, Sung J.M. has played spectacular at Kapalua over the years. His last three results have been 5th, 8th, and 13th. Um, and he sports a 67.6 scoring average around Kapalua. We talked about how Sung J struggled in the middle part of last year, but he's got he got his bearings straightened out with five top 15 finishes and six starts over the summer. 
So my best bet for the century is going to be Sung JM to top 10 at plus 260 on William Hill. And that will do it for the century preview. Hope you all enjoyed it today. We'll see you next week for Sony Open Picks. That'll come next Tuesday. If you have any questions between now and then, you can find me on X at drmedia59. Hope everyone has a good week and best of luck with your picks for the century.